Welcome to the Go For Gold podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Bree. I'm a college dropout turned corporate leader turned entrepreneur who helps women embrace the season that they're in while working to create the season they want. Each week, I'll be sharing conversations, strategies, thoughts, tips, etc., to help you not accept the status quo, keep pushing the limits, and go after life in a bigger, bolder, more audacious way. So let's get into it. Vision boards are more than just a trendy hashtag girl boss activity to do at the end of your year to set you up for your new year, only to be something you never actually utilize. I know that in the past I've made boards and they kind of just sat on my desk or in the computer where I made them and I never really saw the power of them. I just felt productive because I had accomplished it. But in more recent years, vision boards have truly become an instrumental tool in what I've been able to use in order to accomplish some of the big and small things I've done in the last couple years. So if you want to learn how to make a vision board that actually fuels you towards success in 2022, this episode is for you. I'm smiling right now because I'm currently sitting in a log cabin at a hot springs resort here in Montana. Um, up in the mountains. It's snowing out. It's like zero degrees. Um, I'm here with my family celebrating the holiday season. And this exact moment is something that you can find if you go back and look at my 2019 vision board. At the time, I was still working corporately. And the idea of heading home for the holidays was always something that stressed me out because I had to ask for it off and get permission And then, of course, if you ever want to take time off, the prep time beforehand and afterwards is always stressful. And then figuring out finances to actually take the trip. And my family every single year has this this holiday tradition of coming up to this resort and spending a couple days together in this big, beautiful cabin and soaking in the hot springs. And it's something that I wanted to make sure was just a part of my life going forward. Um, as a staple. Like I didn't have to worry about whether it was going to happen. I wanted it to just be a part of my life. That's something that I got to do every single year. And again, prior to that, because of corporate life, I wasn't really able to have that as a guarantee. And so I put it on my vision board for that year that it would be something I got to do every single year. And I'm sitting here now with this as my current reality. And it's amazing. If you've listened to some of my more early podcast episodes, you know that one of my favorite questions to ask myself when planning for life is not the question, how would I do that? But what if it happened? And I think vision boards give us the freedom to just literally imagine what our best life could look like. And, you know, in the very beginning of creating vision boards, it's very easy and normal to play small because you don't really know even what's possible. But as you continue to do these year after year and you start to see things on your vision board accomplished, you realize that your brain keeps things so small for you. And and every year you can just push the limits a little bit more as you create your future. Another thing I love about, about vision boards is that there's no time limit on them or no time frame. A lot of times when you sit down and you do goal planning, you're one of the, the, the necessities or the most necessary parts of a goal is having it time bound and knowing when you want to accomplish it, which is a really good thing. You need that for going after things and taking action. But vision boards allow you to just kind of show what you want your life to look like. And some examples of this is um, back in the start of 2019, I had a goal for my business that I 
I, you know, my tiny brain thought was going to be this huge, big goal that I was going to accomplish in the whole year of 2019. I really wanted it. I was super excited about it. Started the year with a lot of momentum and ended up accomplishing that goal that I had planned for the entire year by February. Creating a vision board doesn't mean you're going to accomplish all your goals early. That's not my point in sharing that. But my point in sharing that is that you don't really know what's possible until you let yourself start dreaming. And by just putting it on my board and making it a focus for myself, I was able to actually take action and move towards something that mattered to me even quicker than my brain understood I could. And I really don't think that would have happened if I hadn't taken the time to sit down and create that vision. I want you to think of a vision board as the destination you would put in or enter into a GPS. If you were to get into your car right now and head out down the road, you would get somewhere and you actually might even end up somewhere pretty cool, right? There's there's no saying that you wouldn't. However, you might also end up somewhere that you don't want to be. And that's what a lot of us go through life. We just get in our car, we head on the road called aka timeline, and we just kind of see what happens and where we end up. And this isn't always the case, but normally the case is that you end up somewhere that you didn't actually plan to be. And then you wake up one day like I did when I woke up in my corporate career, unsatisfied, unfulfilled, depressed, etc. And you say like, um, how did I even get here? How did this happen? By giving your, your brain an actual visual of where you want to go in life, you are guaranteed to get there. There might still be some bumps and bruises on the road to getting there. You still might get lost a couple of times, but your vision board is going to be your, your compass or your true North Star to refocus you and help you really um, be aware of where you're trying to get. Taking time to visualize like this too will help you open up your eyes to parts of what you want in your life that you might not even be aware of right now. I spent my 20s really dedicated to my career and never really saw myself necessarily married. It's never something I didn't want, but it was never something that I longed for. And I think a huge part of that is because when I looked at the the years in front of me and what I was trying to accomplish, it didn't really mean that much to me because I was so focused on what I was trying to accomplish, accomplish in the moment. In 2020, at the beginning of the year, it's the first time that I've ever put anything related to a wedding on my actual vision board, which is kind of funny um, that as a 31-year-old woman, almost one-year-old woman, I was just now starting to think about marriage. But I was also in a relationship that I thought was you know, going to be progressing towards that. And when I look at, like, brought up my 2021 vision board right before I did this podcast, I kind of laughed to myself, not bitterly, but kind of like, oh, (laughs) cute little Brittany thinking that was going to happen, but then checked myself and remembered that the vision board doesn't have a timeline. So maybe, you know, the the little dream wedding plan ideas that I had in my vision board might have been important to me. in a different aspect when I created the board, those things are still important to me. And just like my goal that I accomplished in 2019 much sooner than planned, there's going to be things you put on your board that mean something to you that don't have to happen this year. So when you create a quote unquote 2022 vision board, know that you're allowed to put things down on that board that you want for this year. And you're allowed to put things down on that board that might not be for another five years, maybe 10 years or what you want your life to eventually look like. There's no right or wrong for what you put on this board. But the um, the intentionality here or the thing that people miss a lot is just putting down on the board what they know is going to happen this year rather than letting themselves ask that question I keep referring to and that's the what if. 
So that would be my biggest piece of advice to get you started with is that if you don't have a vision board that gets you excited about dreaming and possibility and like almost sick to your stomach a little bit, you need to dream a little bit bigger. Okay. I don't want you putting on this board what you think is going to happen. I want you to get a little bit crazy with it and put things down on this board that you want to happen. Not because you know how they're going to happen, but because it's something that you'd like to see come true in your life. Okay, let's talk about how to make this board something that's not just something you make once and never look at again, but an actual functional tool that you can use in the new year. Um, I pretty much break it down into five steps when you're creating your board. And there's a little bit of work that I want you to do before you actually sit down and create it. So the very first step is I want you to figure out where you're going to be creating your board. So are you gonna make a physical um, piece of paper with your dreams and goals on it, your vision board? Are you going to make this on the computer, etc.? Um, so that's the first step. I would suggest one of two things. If you're a very crafty, creative person, then totally go ham, do it actually in like a tangible piece of paper, grab some magazines and, and ha- go f- have fun with it. Um, I prefer to use the, the, um, program called Canva. It's very normal in my world for people to use Canva, but if you've never heard of it, it's spelled C-A-N-V-A, canva.com. You can do a paid version that allows you to have access to like images and whatnot, or you can simply do the free version of it and just grab some screenshots offline. But Canva is a pretty easy tool to use um, for you to create your board. Um, but Honestly, any anywhere that you want to host the board is going to be fine. But step one is figuring out exactly where. Um, side note to this, if you are not technologically advanced or uh, if you feel a little bit um, like lacking in this area, but this is where you want to do it, please message me. I would love to support you on creating this in any way that I can. And I'll totally walk you through how to use Canva or any other tool app that you find. Um, so I want to make this as easy as possible for you. So if there's anything that overwhelms you, message me and we'll figure it out together. Okay. Step two is actually where you're going to spend quite a bit of time. I want you to take out a piece of paper, pen and paper, and I want you to write seven um, subjects down or seven areas of your life down. The first one I want you to write down is finances. The next one is life slash meaning, time, relationships, career, spiritual, and health. These are the seven areas of your life that I want you to really dive into and create little like ideas for what you want them to look like. So for your finances, how much money do you want to make every single year? Five years from now, how much money do you want in the bank account? What kind of assets do you want? Do you want to live paycheck to paycheck? Do you want a certain amount of houses that you own? Like what is your financial situation look like? What is that goal for you? Um, the second one, actually, you know what? Let me go back to that. The other thing I want to say with this is that I want you, if, if there's any part of your subconscious mind or maybe very conscious mind that hears the word finances and, and dreaming about money and you, you think that you are, um, some sort of special human because you quote unquote don't need money. I want you to stop that limiting belief right now. There's this whole, I think it's a lie, honestly, <laughs> that, um, if you have money or if you want money, there's something selfish about that for you. But I strongly believe to my core and know to my core that if you want to be a selfless person, you need to want money because financial freedom and the ability to have money and resources at your fingertips is the most powerful way that you can actually make a difference 
in this world. And I'm not saying that money is the only way you can make a difference. What I am saying is that when you are completely financially grounded and have an abundance of it, you can make a bigger impact on this world. And I truly believe, sorry to hurt some feelings, but you're a little bit selfish. If you say, oh, I don't really want that much money or money's not important to me or money's not why I do this. I think it's kind of selfish because you should want more money because more money means you have more freedom to go help others. Again, if you want to dialogue about that a little bit more, I know that's going to hit some of you guys in, in the, with your belief systems. Um, I, I know that because that used to be my mindset around money. Um, message me. Let's dialogue about it because I would love to support you with that. Or maybe just dialogue it and, and, and you know, have some, some ideas back and forth about it. But financial freedom is the biggest and best way that you can make an impact in this world. Okay, second thing I want you to dive into a little bit is life and meaning. So do you wake up every single day and feel like your life has meaning, has purpose? And if the answer is yes, then dive into that. If the answer is no, then dive into that. I want you to really think about like if you could wake up one day and and feel fulfilled every single day, what would get you there? What would make you feel fulfilled? What things would you be doing every day? How would you be giving back? The next one I want you to dive into is time. In a perfect world, in your dream life, how do you spend every hour of your day? You have 24 of them. What, where are you investing those? Time is one of the most precious gifts that we have in life. It's one of the most valuable resources we have in life. And really, again, back to the whole f- fulfillment thing and being able to leave this earth better than you found it. The more intentional you are with your time, the more powerful and the more impactful you can be. So right now, maybe think about your time and where it goes. Is it where you want it to go? Maybe you have too much time on your hands right now. I find myself in that in that um, category a lot where I have almost too much time to get things done now that I do this full time that I waste a lot of time. And so for me, time and my goal for that is to become more productive. I shouldn't even say more productive, more intentional with how I'm spending my time and have a plan for every single hour versus a lot of people or where I was at before I quit my corporate job. When I was in my corporate job still, time was something I never had enough of. And so I would be, you know, I I made goals to create the time that I have now. So dive into your time and where do you want to spend it? And when you think about time, think of it more tangibly too, or visually, I should say. So in a perfect world, I I shared with you, I would be spending my time invested in the relationships and the experience of this cabin and time with my family every single holiday. Once I accomplished that, I knew that I would be spending my time this time of year how I wanted to. So once you accomplish your time goals, what does that visual look like? Where are you investing it? Does that mean being able to spend summers at maybe a summer house somewhere with your family? Does that mean being off work in time to have dinner with your family every single night? Does that mean intentionally dating your spouse every Friday night? Think really what those experiences would look like. For relationships, you can almost do this in two different categories. This could be relationships plural in your life, like friends, family, and how you are invested in those, what those look like, how many friends you have, what your friend group group looks like, what activities you do together, etc. This can also be, um, you know, your partner in life if you have one of those, or maybe if you don't, what does that look like for you? What do what do you want in that category too? So relationships, you can kind of, you know, categorize into two separate areas, but again, bring the visual into it. Your career, what do you want to be doing? Is it what you're doing right now, but maybe a little bit different? Is it what you're doing right now and you want to, you know, maybe climb the corporate ladder or you want to own your own company doing what you love? Um, Maybe you want to do a completely different field or maybe you want to work from home or maybe you want to travel. So again, bring visuals into those desires for you. 
Um, in your spiritual category, this is going to look a little bit different for everyone as well. Obviously, if you're a Christian or if you have faith, you know, if you have a faith-based spirituality, what does that look like? Is that waking up and having time with your creator every single morning? Is that getting out into the mountains and have timing with them? Is that worship? Is that a church environment? Um, really dive into that visually as well. And then last, but certainly not least, um, is your health. And obviously, you know, I am very passionate about this, but this is another one where I feel like people kind of play small. Um, in my 2020 vision board, I went back and looked at that one too. I literally put down that I I had a six pack when I got to Punta Cana for my 30th birthday and COVID had other plans as far as where I was at for my 30th birthday. But you better believe I have a picture of myself on my 30th birthday. It is almost okay. I don't want to say it's a six pack, but it is the, the most lean I've ever gotten my body in my entire life. And again, I don't even think my body is capable of giving a six pack one day, but it's not about what I think is possible. It's what, what the, the, the visual I have of what health means, right? And I'm not saying you have to have a six pack be healthy. What I'm saying is put the the un the, the make believe on that board for yourself and I promise you you're going to get closer to it than you think you will. Okay, the third step for your vision board is figuring out more specifically around who the type of person is that accomplishes the things that are on your vision board. So, I want you to ask yourself when you after you, you know, go through step 2, I want you to ask yourself, who do I need to become to be the person that actually is living these things? Um you know, that, that woman that I see a year from now or five years from now or whenever I start to make these things happen a month from now, et cetera, what does she do every single day? What does her life look like every single day? Does she wake up first thing and drink a drink a latte? Like, is, is she fancy and drinks a latte every morning? Well, then I might need to buy myself a latte maker um, or put a latte on my vision board. Um, that one's silly. I don't even drink coffee, but I'm just trying to put it into to visual vis, visualization for you. Um, you know, maybe it's her health. Like, if it is someone that you think, you know, is, has a strong body or um, feels good every single day, like she probably works out. So maybe you're putting some dumbbells on your vision board as a, a stature or a staple of like what she, one of the things that she is, right? Um, I also want you to ask yourself, how does she act? Um, what, how does she dress? What kind of car does she drive? And not because materialistic things are important, but because there's a version of you available out there who does dress a certain way, who does carry herself a certain way, who does have a certain ritual every single day. And those are the things I want you to think about. There is a quote, and I'm sure you've heard it, that says, dress for the job you want. And I truly believe that you have to do the same thing in life. You don't show up to an interview in the current work clothes you're in. You show up to the interview that, of the job that you want in the clothes of the person you think would get the job. And that's how I want you to start visualizing for yourself how you need to start showing up as well. So step three, after you've kind of figured out where you want your life to head, ask yourself who you need to become. Um, to accomplish those things or get those things from life. Okay, we are finally ready for step four, and that is creating the dang thing. So for this part, maybe pour a glass of wine, maybe put on some comfy slippers, maybe turn on your favorite music, get in the mood. Um, I want you to take everything that you've just written out, and I want you to start finding pictures that represent those things. You can find them on Google if you're doing the old like actual piece of paper with a magazine, start flipping through your magazines, but basically spend some time and get creative with it. And please, please, please do not compare your version of a vision board to someone else's fancy version that you've, you found online. I know when I 
guys first started doing this, I would get discouraged because my collage did not look as fancy as someone else's. And that's not the point of this, okay? The other thing is you can start, you can continue to like mess around with it after you've finished it. But the idea here is just to get some visuals onto something that you can refer back to. So spend some time creating this bad boy um, and don't be afraid to dream. Step five is our last step, and it's probably the most overlooked step, and that is to actually use your vision board. I think I've talked about this before, but Tony Robbins talks a lot about your reticularly activating system within your brain. It's basically a part of your brain that only allows you to focus on about seven things at once. So if you were to sit in the room that you're in right now and actually let in everything that your brain has access to, it would be too much for your brain. Um, so like the books that I'm sitting next to and the, the heater going here and my mom sitting in the room next to me and the water bottle sitting on my table and the smell in the air, all of these things are things that my brain has access to, but we have a system within our brain that actually blocks out most of the things in your environment because if you were to let them all in, it would be too much for your brain and your brain would explode, <laughs> um, which is a beautiful thing because we're alive because of this system. But unfortunately, the system also blocks out things that might actually be important, that might actually be useful to us that we haven't told our brain to pay attention to. So the power of a visual, um, a vision board is because of the visual aspect. You are literally telling your brain every single time you look at it, this is what we're working towards. This is where we're headed. This, the, I want you to pay attention to things in your environment that are going to help me get X, Y, and Z. And so you're training your brain to actually be more active on getting these things for you, um, by actually looking at your vision board. So a couple things you can do with this. The first one I recommend is if you did a paper copy of this, take a picture of it on your phone. If you use some sort of app or website, download the picture, the graphic, and put it on your, your phone, either you know as your wallpaper in the front, your lock screen, or in the back of it, so that you subconsciously are looking at this every single time you open your phone. You can also put this on your desktop if you have a laptop that you use and, and use it as a way every single time you open your laptop to focus on it. And then if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, especially um, the last podcast episode, I talked about um, spending time in the morning visualizing. And this is an amazing tool to help you during that time to really visually see exactly what you want. But the biggest thing with step five is to actually implement it. There is no point in creating a vision board if you're not going to actually refer back to it. And something to, to note as well is that your vision board can also change throughout the year. So don't be afraid to use this as a working piece that you go back to throughout the year and maybe add to or take away from or evolve the, the, some graphics or whatever that looks like. Or maybe as you get more clear on your vision, you know, you're able to get more specific visuals that, that relate more to what you're exactly going after. Um, and that's going to help you even more. Those are the five steps to creating a vision board that actually inspires you, that you'll actually use, and that's going to actually help you this year accomplish your goals. I hope that you not only take this episode and actually go do the activities, but once you're done with your vision board, I really encourage you to share it with someone in your life, whether that's your significant other, one of your friends, your mom, someone in your life that supports you. And if you have that person or if you don't, I'd love to be that person for you too. So don't be shy if you want to take a screenshot of it, shot of it and send it to me. I would geek out on, you know, just reviewing your goals with you and seeing what that looks like and celebrating you throughout the year as you start to accomplish them. So use me if you want to, as you create your vision for 2022 and make it happen and a reality for your life. This is something I'm really passionate about as we head into the new year. I truly believe it's going to be a tool that will help you go for gold in all areas, specifically the seven 
that you wrote down um, in your life this year. And I cannot wait to see what 2022 is going to bring for you um, in the months to come. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As always, go give it a review on Apple. Um, Tag me if you're listening to it. And until next time, wishing you a very happy, productive, amazing new year.